Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. This week, I have another great interview lined up for you guys. I have Christine White here with me, and she is joining me to explain how achieving simplicity with your money, food, home, and all of that good stuff spills over into every aspect of your life and how it helps to improve your mental health as well. Plus, she is giving us all of the details on her cross-country move from Michigan to Colorado, how it helped her break free from her depression, and how now her and her husband both are working from home full-time. So you guys probably know that I love Christine, and this is her second time being on the podcast. Christine helps women simplify their lives through practical things like budgeting, meal planning, decluttering, and creating healthier habits. So she blogs over at The Mostly Simple Life, and as you can tell, her and I have a lot in common, and we just have a really fun and really important conversation about how most of us just want to be happy and live a simple life and how we can actually make that a reality and how both of us have found um, a lot of this simplicity in our own lives and we pass a lot of those takeaways and those actionable tips on to you guys. So let's welcome Christine to the podcast and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, everyone. I have Christine back on the podcast for the second time, and I haven't talked to her in so long, so I am so excited to catch up with her and for her to let us know what is going on in her life right now. So welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm so good. I'm so excited to chat with you again. Yeah, I know. I'm going to link to the first time you were on the podcast. I can't even remember what episode it was off the top of my head, but I know you were one of my first few guests. So it was a long time ago. (laughs) It was super early on. And I know we talked all things meal planning. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did. So we're going to talk about some other stuff today, some other topics and just kind of what you have going on in your life. I know I don't, I haven't talked to you since you guys have moved, which is still, which that has been a while. Uh, so give us a, a life update. Okay. Well, we've, yeah, we actually moved almost a year ago now, which is crazy to think about, but I am, my name is Christine. I run a blog called the mostly simple life, which has been around for four and a half years and I've been married for 10 years and I'm from West Michigan, born and raised. And just almost a year ago, We moved across the country to Colorado, and uh, we can talk about that some more later. That was a big, huge move, uh, and a huge reason for it was my mental health. So that was kind of a crazy change to make. And I have two adorable pups. We just adopted another dog earlier this year. So we're like a little family of four with our two dogs. (laughs) 
So cute. I was just like, how is it going to go having two dogs now? Like, is it going well? Are they jealous of each other or is it, are they loving? They are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) We got really lucky. So we had Mozzie, um, for eight years now and he's such an only child of a dog that we weren't sure about getting another dog because he was like (laughs) full rotten. And we got Rudy and he um, was a stray from Arizona, we think. And he is just like sweet as sugar. And they do fight a little bit, but mostly they play together and we bring them everywhere together. And they're just, they're so much fun. And Rudy's in puppy school. So he's getting, he's working on his puppy manners because we first got him and like I'd walk him down the street and he would just bark at everyone and everything. And he has a, he's like 10 pounds and I have never heard a dog bark as loud as he can. (laughs) It is, it like could give you a heart attack. It's so shocking. I was actually really surprised when you guys got a second dog. Cause I was like, Mozzie is like their whole world, like definitely (laughs) an only child. And I was just like, I remember y'all's story and just like following your stories on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, how is this going to go? This is going to be interesting. It was it was a little nerve-wracking, but we brought Mozzie to the shelter to meet Rudy Aww. before we brought him home. And Mozzie is, like, dicey with other dogs. Like, yeah. he will just instantly like or dislike. Like, yeah. there's Aww. no second chance. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were like, oh, I'm not sure. And then he did, like, he was so sweet to Rudy. I think he could tell yeah. that Rudy was, like, kind of scared because Rudy is so timid. Aww. And it was the most precious thing. So, of course, like, they get mad at each other. Well, Mozzie gets mad at Rudy. I can't even know if Rudy <laughs> ever gets mad at Mozzie. But, but they're, like, the sweetest brothers. <laughs> it's so funny that, like, you follow people on Instagram and you, like, become Instagram friends with people. And you legit, like, know about their pets and, like, all this stuff. And because I legitimately remember worrying, like, oh, are they going to get along? <laughs> <laughs> that's so true every time you post picture or videos with duke in it I'm yeah. like, oh there he is he's, get, and he's like, getting so old and oh my gosh i know and now he has to put up with our baby cat and oh my gosh yeah he is like not been he just like looks at her and she like runs off <laughs> oh really <laughs> He's just like, okay, go away. You're in my eyesight. And she's like, okay, bye. And she like bounces off. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, we're still waiting for, I'm waiting for this magical moment. Have you, you've seen on Instagram, like half of who I follow on Instagram is other dogs. Cause yeah. they're so freaking cute. <laughs> um, but these dogs, you see that they have two little dogs and they like curl up into yeah. a ball together and they look like a little yin yang yeah. symbol. And I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's gonna happen this winter. It'll be a really cold day, and they'll You'll just get the perfect together. picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the moment. <laughs> oh my goodness! My sister and I were talking the other day. We kind of went into this long, deep conversation about the toxicity of social media and like how it can be so toxic and how we were both like on a social media break for the weekend, and so over the weekend we were talking about it. And she was like, I seriously got so fed up with Instagram the other day. I went unfollowed like a whole bunch of people. And she's like, well, I didn't unfollow any of the dog pages that I follow because, you know, (laughs) dogs don't care about politics. Dogs aren't racist. Dogs don't care what's going on with COVID. Like, uh, she's like, I would rather just follow dogs. 
And she's like, so I thought she was talking about all these dog pages that she followed dogs that have like millions of followers. <laughs> and she's just like, but they're so stinking cute. And she's like, I think that's what we need. Like we need more dog pages in our life. Right? That will make everything. I better. 100% <laughs> agree. Like that when I first got on Instagram, that was what I was there for. Like that's yeah. still kind of what I'm there for, honestly. Yeah. And I'll talk about them like I know them. I'm yeah. like, you know noodles? I follow noodles because if you don't know, noodles is such a cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I do the same thing though. And I, and I do the same thing with people's kids. Like I know people's kids and I know their name and I'm like, I get excited for them when they get to do things. And it's just like, that is one of the, the magical, like beautiful things about social media is like, you know, getting to connect with people like that. So anyway, okay. <laughs> we can talk about dogs and, and cute kids and all that stuff for hours, but okay. So give us kind of a backstory of like when you started like getting intentional with your life, what led you to start your blog, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it has been, I mean, it's all just a journey. It's so funny. Cause you look back yeah. of like even a year ago, maybe things aren't that different, but then a few years back, I'm like, wow, a lot has changed. Mm -hmm. So when I first got married over 10 years ago, we were broke, broke, broke. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> We were like literally, uh, I think, considered below the poverty level income wise. And I had just an associate of arts degree, which has never been helpful in getting a job. <laughs> and my husband hadn't gone to college yet. So we were just in this position of feeling so stuck. And my husband, Austin, kept working all of these crappy jobs of temp work and you know random retail hours and eventually he sold life insurance like all the things <laughs> and it just kind of felt like this never-ending feeling of like not being able to get ahead and eventually we I that's kind of where I took control of our money honestly yeah. with like the very start of it and the start of my road to like personal like discipline because there was no other way in my mind. Like we were not going to be able to afford to live if we couldn't get a handle on things. And so that's where a lot of us, I started really with money and getting in charge of our money and budgeting because I was so sick of being stressed on if we were going to even be able to pay our bills. So that's really where it all started. And it just kind of has all grown. So we you know, I, I end up wrapping meal planning into a lot of those things because so many people, including me, have struggles with spending too much money on food. That's a huge, huge chunk of your budget. So, yeah. you know, with meal planning, that helps you get in charge of that. And I kind of just have always been a decluttering freak. So, <laughs> like, I get super jazzed about uh, decluttering an organization. So I could talk about that all day. So eventually, years and years later, this all turned into me starting my blog and helping other people with those things because it really is just the kind of thing in my mind that if you cannot be in charge of those things, they take up so much of your energy and brain power. So it really becomes this thing where if you are not in control of your money and what you're spending on food and what's coming into your house... It just takes up all of your mental energy, your physical energy, yeah. you just stress about it and think about it all the time. So when those things are under control, 
you have the time and energy for all the other things you actually want to spend your time and energy on. Yes. So that's yes. why I absolutely love talking about those things because I think, yeah, once those things are under control, it's just a game changer for the rest of your life. It's the, I call them like the necessities of being a human adult, like is your money, yeah. you have to eat, you have a home, like you got to take care of those things so that you can do the things you want. <laughs> exactly. I say that all the time. It's like you can sit around and complain all day long that like you have to pay for housing because no matter where you live, I mean, you can control like how big your house is or what city you live in or think, or, or if you rent or if you buy things like that. But like either way, you have to pay for your home. You have to buy food. Like you have to organize your home. You have to clean your home. Like All these <laughs> things that you have to do it one way or the other. So I always say like, let's figure out how we can make the most of it. How can we be intentional? How can we somewhat enjoy <laughs> the things that we have to do? And, you know, I mean, cause this is life, like it or not, this is part of being an adult and this is real life. So I love how you like tie everything in. And of course th the name of your blog, mostly simple life. Like I've always loved that because it's like, <laughs> it's simple, m mostly, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. when well, I always think like there are some things in life that are worth being complicated yeah. and yeah. some that aren't. And to me, like, I don't want money and my house and trying to feed myself to be complicated. It's okay if like sometimes relationships are complicated, but they're worth it. And sometimes, yep. you know, trying to travel or take a vacation, like that is not always simple. Like there's a lot that goes into those things, but it's worth it. So trying yep. to like have the right things be simple and the right things not. <laughs> exactly. I love it so much. So you, you have really grown into tying all of these things together. And lately I have watched your blog bloom and like grow. And I feel like you've, you've branched out to talking about more of these topics. And back last time I had you on the podcast, you were really honing in on the food and the meal planning. Um, so walk us through a little bit of that, like why, why the transition and all of that? Well, I think at some point you just like, you say what you've wanted to say about a certain topic. Yeah. <laughs> a lot with, with food and meal planning, I think the most power is in learning how to do it yourself and instead of like paying for a meal planning service or something like that. So I don't want to provide a meal planning service for people. I think the power is in learning to do it yourself. And I have taught that. So <laughs> branching out into other areas and especially I've just really felt as in my own life of being able to take responsibility, like intense responsibility for the results of my life has led me to wanting to talk about that more because at the beginning, you know, I said, I had an associate of arts degree. I had my resume looked so dicey. Like I couldn't get a job like that would pay well. Or, you know, I felt stuck yeah. in so many areas of life because of my history, because of my circumstances, but that stuff is not helpful. So I think being able to take responsibility for where you are in your life and then being able to make your decisions and changes from there is that's what's been so helpful. And I feel like that in the last year or two years has been my personal transformation of like, I could focus on all the reasons why I can't and I could focus on all the things in my way, but that's not helpful <laughs> at all. Yeah. So trying to be intentional and take responsibility for everything and then realizing that that's my solution. I'm the person in charge of my life and I can choose 
the decisions of everything, including where I live, which is why we moved. Yeah. <laughs> like I can choose where we want to spend our money. And right now we have a fairly expensive house and that's on purpose because that's what yeah. we chose. And we could live somewhere less expensive if we wanted to, but we don't. So being able to choose yeah. those things and realizing that you have the responsibility for them becomes this freedom instead of feeling trapped and stuck where you are. That's so perfect. So tell us a little bit more about the move across the country and why and how and all of that. (laughs) So I'm from West Michigan, which is, we lived about 45 minutes from Lake Michigan, which is practically an ocean. And because (laughs) of living there, you, um, you get all this lake effect weather which makes it one of the cloudiest places in the country. (laughs) And it's beautiful. There are all kinds of wonderful things about West Michigan, but I have had seasonal depression for most of my life. And winters, they literally count the amount of sun you get in a month in hours. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Yeah, like we'll get to the end of January and they'll be like, there were 12 hours of sun in the whole month or something Uh. like that. So I had, we had talked about moving quite often and we knew long term we didn't want to stay there. We had some family and the big reason we were staying was because my husband liked his job. And so we were like, well, this is a good situation. If he likes his job, he's being paid well, this is worth staying for. And then the last winter before we left was just brutal on me. And I was doing counseling at the doctor's office. I finally started taking medication because I was just struggling so badly with the depression. And it was just a situation of like, this doesn't have to be like this. What if we could change this? And figure out a way to make that happen. So the process was mostly trying to figure out my husband's job since I've been a full-time blogger for years. I can be anywhere. And he is a programmer, which has the potential to be anywhere. But at the time, his job was in person. So we went through this whole process of negotiating with his job to allow him to work remotely. And eventually that all worked out. And I researched and researched and researched of where we might want to live. And we ended up in Western Colorado. So it was this long-term process of like for years, we figured we were going to move. And then eventually things kind of came to a head. And I was like, okay, I just lived through my last winter in Michigan. (laughs) We need to leave. And then, um, you know, saving up, we had just paid off all of our debt, which was amazing. And we were saving up our emergency fund because I did want to be in a pretty good financial situation to leave. But we had to sell our house. We probably got rid of like three quarters of our belongings. (laughs) it It was no small deal. That's for sure. But oh my gosh, I am so happy we made this decision every single day. It is blue skies and sunny right now. I can see out my window. We live in such a beautiful, sunny place. I am still on medication for my seasonal depression and anxiety. I might be able to go off eventually, but at the moment, I'm fine with how things are. And I just feel like I'm thriving so much. And I don't know, it was such a big change and big decision to make for mental health. I mean, there are other reasons along with it, but that really was the turning point. So I don't know. It was crazy. (laughs) I love that. And I love how you're just like, you know, hey, I can, I can do something about this. And I feel like so many people just 
sit and complain and like never, never do anything. And I mean, maybe moving across the country isn't for everyone and it's maybe not doable for everyone, but there's still something you can do. At least talking to your doctor, at least going to some kind of counseling, like something. Yeah. Like don't just sit and suffer. I feel like life is so short. Yeah. I love how you, like you've shared so much about your journey. And I know you and I were going to counseling at like right about the same time, mm-hmm. I think, because I know I remember us talking back and forth about it a little bit. And I remember one of my first few counseling sessions telling my counselor, you know, I'm a blogger and, you know, a podcaster and this is what I do and da, da, da. And, and I said, right now I am like processing it myself. Like no one knows that I'm here yet. And I said, but my goal is to like be okay enough that I can share and I can be like, I, I don't know, a spokesperson for counseling. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but you know, actually talk about it and not be ashamed of it. And, and then I've had so many messages since then. Thank you. I'm going to counseling now. Thank you for saying something and, and, da, 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 da. and so you were one of those people for me that was like, Christine's going, I can go like, it's okay. We're not broken. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're both, um, very much the same in a lot of our mindset and our, the way we live and like we do the things. And, and I thought for so long, well, if I just declutter more then I won't feel anxious if I just take control of my money more then I won't have this real diagnosed (laughs) anxiety. You know what I mean? And that is to like a certain level, but there gets to a certain point where it's like, okay, I can't affirmation my way out of this. Like this is a real mental issue that I have to work through. So I would love like your thoughts. Like, was that kind of the similar situation for you? Because you're so big on intentional living too. Did you feel like, is this intentional living even worth it? Where is that line? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, I think I have a huge family history of anxiety and depression. And so I was hard for me to mentally work through, like, this is happening to me. It almost felt like it was coming for me, like in this weird way. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted to be intentional in how I talked about it and dealt with it because I didn't want it to be a thing to hide because I've seen with other family members that they wanted to hide it. And I think that just perpetuates so much shame. And so I think that really hinders your ability to deal with it if you're not willing to be somewhat open about it. And so that it was a very intentional decision. Like I'm not going to hide that this is happening to me and that I'm working through this and realizing this could be different. I could work through this and this maybe doesn't have to be like this, at least not to this extent. So being intentional to say like, I'm going to go after this and work on this with counseling and then with medication And I'm not going to hide it because I don't want there to be shame for other people or for me because I don't want to, you know, just hiding anything makes you feel your own shame about it. Even if you say there's not, I feel like it's still in there. Yeah. (laughs) So it definitely was not an easy process. And especially deciding to do medication was like, Mm -hmm. oh, it was this mental hurdle (laughs) for me. That was the hardest part for me. Yeah. It really felt like this, this fuller admission of I can't fix this on my own. And that was really hard because it's like, I'm doing everything right. I'm such like an action oriented person. I'm like, I'm exercising. I use a sun lamp. I'm not eating tons of sugar and caffeine. Like the whole list of things on how to deal with it. I'm like, I'm doing everything right. And it's not enough was like, oh, yep. 
Yeah, it was a mental hurdle. And then at the end of the day, though, it was like, okay, but what if I could do this one thing and take this medication and things could be different? Like, no, I don't necessarily like it right now, but I'm sitting in it by not taking action that I could you know? Exactly. And, and for me, it was like, it's just another part of the journey was like the going to counseling and the, and the getting the medication was I had come so far with the physical clutter in the house. I've come so far with our debt-free journey. I'd come so far with my personal development and all of those things. And I was like, what if this is just one more tier of it? Mm -hmm. Not if it, because to me, I was like, well, I must have not done it right because I still feel depressed. I still feel anxious. So maybe I didn't declutter enough because people said, if I decluttered, I wouldn't feel this. And now, and I still feel it. You know what I mean? And so I was like, maybe I didn't do it right. But then I kind of came to this realization that it's just another tier of it. Your mental health is just another part of the journey that also deserves the attention. It also deserves the, the intentionality and the focus. But I went through the same thing of like admitting that this wasn't something that I could fix on my own was devastating because I can fix anything. <laughs> like I can control anything. And I was like, I can't fix this. And it was also kind of, I mean, no one wants, you feel scared inside of your own brain almost. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I, I'm stuck in here. It's very weird. And it's very it's a process of, of sitting there. And I remember that first day of like looking at the medicine and being like, okay, here we go. And, but I just knew that I couldn't stay there. Yeah, I couldn't stay in that place. I couldn't stay in that mental space where I was. It was not a good place to be. I felt very, very broken, <laughs> just like inside my own head. And that was not fun at all. Yeah. So it was time to do something. Yes. So let's talk a little bit more about the working from home aspect, because so many people are like wanting to work from home now or are forced to work from home. And they're like, Hey, I kind of am liking this lately. <laughs> What if I could work from home always? So tell us a little bit more about both of you guys working from home and what that is like and how you got here and all of that. Yeah, I mean, that's been to some extent probably like a five years journey in the making. Yeah. We really did realize years and years ago that that was kind of the dream, but knowing that it wasn't going to be an overnight situation for us. So I have to share, there's this quote from Earl Nightingale that has been like my, I don't know, my beacon for ages, that it's never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish. The time will pass anyway. I love that. And always thinking like the time's going to pass anyway. Like I'm going to, five years from now is going to happen. You know, like that doesn't mean I shouldn't work towards what I want because it's going to happen. We're going to get there and I can be, I can get there working on what I want or not. So for us, it really was a long process. When I started my blog, I was working full time as a title clerk at a car dealership, just doing paperwork and paperwork and paperwork. And it was super boring, but paid the bills, which was fabulous. And I like could listen to audiobooks all day while I worked. Amazing. 
but it was just boring and I wanted a creative outlet. I wanted to talk about things and I was in a very like scarcity kind of mindset at the time. I did not even want to admit that I hoped that my blog would make money someday. Same. Like I couldn't even like, I couldn't admit it to myself, honestly. (laughs) So I started it officially as a creative outlet for myself and started working on that and ended up uh, starting to bring in some consistent money within about six months. And I think about a year later, I ended up quitting my full-time job. I did, I took down my hours. So for once the blog started taking off and I felt like I needed more time than just on the weekends to work on it, I negotiated with my job that I only worked four days a week. And then I had an extra day to do that. And then eventually I ended up quitting before I was making full-time income. (laughs) which was terrifying of course (laughs) but also motivating (laughs) yep and that started um that continued to grow and I continued to learn and uh, do more with that which is exciting for my husband it was a long long process of years of him getting his education so he was working full-time quite often and would take one college class at a time online, which took forever mm-hmm. <laughs> to get through. And then eventually we kind of, we were in this position where we kept swapping who was working full-time. <laughs> so eventually while I was working, let's see, I was working full-time and he was doing a bunch of school. Uh, and then he worked full-time and got this really great, paying factory job. The job itself sucked. Um, He was working like 12 hour shifts at a factory, but it was a union job and it paid amazing. And so we saved and saved and saved everything we could. And then he quit and uh, we had the money to pay for the whole rest of his schooling. And he did another like maybe nine months full time to do that. But when we picked out what degree he was going to go for, we did make sure that it was a degree that could work remotely because obviously not all jobs can work remotely. So he's a programmer. We knew all along, like it is possible to get remote programming jobs. So that was a lot of forethought for us to pursue that long-term. And then, yeah, so I was working full-time from home and then eventually he negotiated with his job to be able to work remotely so we could move. So I know there are other ways for people to get remote jobs right off the bat. For us, it was a long process, but knowing that that was our dream and that it was years and years in the making, I mean, it was just like so sweet the first day we both worked from home together, like in separate offices, but we were like, had lunch together in the kitchen. It was like, we did it. This is our moment. That's so awesome. (laughs) That makes it all worth it. Just like that moment. But I I love what you said. I loved the quote that you shared because I've kind of had this moment lately where I'm doing the one-on-one coaching now, which was a dream of mine for years. Literally when I first started, you know, that's what I wanted to do, but you have to, you know, build all of the, you have to build your name and build your following and do all this stuff first. And so the day that my first coaching client signed and, and paid and did the whole thing. And I was like, I did it. Like I did it. And I went back in my goals, in my power sheets from four years ago. And I read where I wrote four years ago, I am a a budgeting coach. I make this much money. I, I can afford to hire people to help me and all these things that I had written. And I was like, all of those things are true now. And I was just like, 
four years ago, it seemed like the craziest dream because I mean, they'll, you know, in goal sheets, they're like your biggest dream. Like, don't hold yourself back. What would you do? What would you, you know, what would your life be like? So I was like, okay, all of these crazy dreams, here we go. And now four years later, this is reality. This is insane. And I told my husband the other day with the coaching, I said, I'm going to give myself like a few more weeks to really enjoy it. Then I got to set some bigger goals. I got, you know, (laughs) I got to keep going. (laughs) Oh, that's so gratifying to look back and see what you wrote. Like, yes, it's crazy though. And I think, I don't know if you ever felt this, but I felt a lot in my 20s like I had gone you know college was done and I felt like I was supposed to be like I'm set now this is I'm done like and I almost felt like I'm not supposed to keep doing different things and trying different things and you know changing completely changing my career completely changing like ginormous things in my life I don't know I felt like the time for making those changes was gone yeah and to realize I just had this huge scarcity about being able to grow and change and, and choose what I want and that allowing those things to change even was just hard for me to like mentally wrap my mind around. And then now to have been able to, you know, grow this career and move across the country and help my husband do, you know, choose his career and grow and And looking at the future of wanting to make other changes is like, we can keep choosing what we want anytime. (laughs) Like you can always choose another goal. And even if it's another five or 10 years in the making, you can choose that. Like, why not? Yeah. I think that somehow we were just, I don't know if we were told this or a lot of us grew up believing that like you finish high school, you got a couple years in there to figure out what you're doing. But then like you got to choose and then like you're done. It's like when people ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? You only have one answer. And then if you, whatever you choose, that's it. (laughs) You're stuck. Whatever state you want to live in, whatever country you want to live in, you get to pick one and then you're done. And it's just like, that's so silly. And we were very much like that. That, That was kind of the mindset we were in before we sold our our big house, we were like, oh, well, we chose this house. We said, okay, we're going to have our kids here. We're going to raise our kids here. So like, we don't get to change our mind now. And then we kind of just woke up and we were like, oh no, wait, we can change our minds. Like we can move if we want to. We can completely uproot like our whole plan. We can completely do this whole 180 in our lives. And that's exactly what we've done. And now here we are. And our life is completely different. And people ask me all the time, what has changed in your life? And I'm like, pretty much everything. I still have this, I still have the same husband, still have the same kids. Um, pretty much everything else is different though. (laughs) And I love that though. Like, like you did things in the right order, like quotes, of course, you know, like you're married, you have the kids, you buy the house, you raise the kids in the house. And then you questioned. And I think that's so important to question your choices because you question, do we want to be in this house? What does this house get us in our lives? And you chose differently. Yeah. And I've been really feeling like being able to question your decisions year to year of like, would I live here if I had to choose again? Would I create this business if I had to choose again? You know, would I be married to the same person if I had to choose again today? And yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, and that's part of like taking responsibility for everything you create in your life is being able to question it and then decide because you can like, 
you don't have to stay. <laughs> yeah. And I think you guys moving basically to the other side of the country is a huge testament of that. You weren't happy where you were. So do something about it. I see that all the time. And, and so many ladies that I work with, and you probably do too, where you're just like, you're so beautiful and powerful and you just want to shake them. And you're like, your life is too short. <laughs> yes. Do something. I think it's interesting. Like we really do feel stuck and I've seen women say like, you know, maybe they're divorced. And so they split time with their kids with their ex-husband. And so, you know, maybe they don't like where they live, but they're like, well, I have to stay because of this. Well, that's a great reason to stay. And you can say, I'm choosing to stay because of my kids. Or, you know, I'm choosing to live here. I'm choosing to do this job because of this great reason. Like, no, it's not perfect. Nowhere is perfect. But it's a very different thinking to say, I'm choosing this and I'm choosing to stay than to be like, well, I have to stay. I'm yeah. stuck here. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, and I, I love that. I love that mindset of it. It's that simple flip. And that was a lot of like how we've been so content in this small house for three years. We chose to be here. We chose to be crowded so we could do this <laughs> other great, amazing thing. And we could say, well, I'm stuck here because I decided I was going to be debt free, you know, or I'm mm -hmm. stuck here. We have to live in this crappy house so we can, you know, like do stupid things like cash flow vehicles. And I could be really negative mm -hmm. about it. Or I could be like, this is great. I chose this. And then we get to do this awesome thing. Yeah. So if I could tell women anything, it would be stop being the victim of your life. You are in control yeah. of your life. Like you are here. And if there are things like, well, like, you know, I can't move because my kids or, you know, my family or whatever, flip it. Just like what you said. I'm choosing. Yeah, that's a choice. And that's a great reason to stay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I'm, choo I'm choosing to be here because of my family. Because you could leave. Mm -hmm. You just yeah. wouldn't get to see you your kids or you just wouldn't get to see <laughs> your, your family, your siblings, whoever. Well, and, and people make that choice. Yeah. You know, like you might think that's not a choice and that's just a testament to how important those relationships are to you, you know, yep. but you could make that choice. Yep. And I think, yeah, that ownership of your decisions is so empowering instead of allowing yourself to feel stuck. Yeah. And it's literally just how you think about it. <laughs> yep. Okay. So what advice would you give to that former version of yourself? If you could go back to that Christine several years ago and like, what would you say to her? One thing in really in talking about like the results you create in your life is just realizing like, I am the one, you are the one of your life. Yeah. Like I am the one. I create the results in my life. And along with that is I am worth investing in. And that can be in a lot of different ways in like time or education or my health and all these things. But I'm the, I'm the one that's going to create the results in my life. And so I need to take charge of that. And I need to be willing to invest in myself in different ways and not focusing on whatever things feel like they're against me yeah. because that doesn't get me anywhere. You know, like those things might be true, but focusing on them sure doesn't help, you know? So really just taking that responsibility and ownership over my life. And I think if I had realized that sooner, I would have felt more power yeah. in my life to do the things that matter. And instead of feeling that stuck feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us can definitely relate to that. 
we are powerful. Yeah. And I just wanted to tell every woman in the world, like you are powerful. You can do it. I just see all of these amazing women and uh, like all around me, which is like another, again, like full circle of our conversation. Another good aspect of social media is I choose to follow people that lift me up, that inspire me mm -hmm. like you, like you're one of the people that I enjoy following because I, you're, you share so openly, you have such a positive outlook on life, but yet you're not like fake positive and you know, you just enjoy your life. And to me, it's like, mm -hmm. I want to feel, I, I want to fill my newsfeed up with people like that. Cause that lifts me up. And that's like, the, these other amazing women are doing these things. I can do them too. Absolutely. Well, and I do think I've heard a lot of people lately say, Oh, social media has gotten so negative and things like that. And, and I realized I don't necessarily feel like that, but I think it's because of who I follow yeah. that I'm following dogs, yeah. following, <laughs> you know, I'm following really encouraging, uplifting, empowering women. And so, yes, there are hard discussions happening that are important, you know, revolving, you know, all the things yeah. happening in the world. But I, I feel uplifted in them. And I think it's all because of like choosing that input of who I allow to like speak in my life, yes. even on social media. I love it. So what else do you have going on in the future? What else can we expect from you and your blog and everything else? Well, I haven't actually even talked about this to anyone else, but big changes. <laughs> I am actually um, very seriously considering becoming a life coach and getting certified Ooh. in that because I feel like I've spent so many years helping women with actionable things about, you know, their food, their money, their homes. And I love that. I love helping people take action. But I've noticed that there is always this disconnect between taking action. And that doesn't always mean that you've shifted things in your mind the way that would be helpful. And so that's what I'm really focusing on next is I want to dive deeper into helping women cultivate mindfulness in their lives, belief in themselves, like living in your ability to grow and change. And that's such a different shift for me than like, you know, do these 10 steps and these great actions yeah. were awesome. I love that. Like I personally like love actionable advice. I'm like, just tell me what to do. Yep. <laughs> um, but I've really grown to realize that there needs to be a shift in how you think for those actions to really change your life. So that's kind of where I'm going next is being ready to help people change their mental lives more um, because I think that's becoming, at least to me, really important. So yeah. my blog is still there with all kinds of advice. It's just going to be starting to shift a little bit more to that. And as I pursue becoming a certified life coach in the future, that's going to be a big change. So I'll probably be changing, you know, the offerings that I have, but it's all in my mind, it all relates. So but I'm does. really excited about it. <laughs> that's so awesome. I think you're going to love it. I have so enjoyed doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching. It has been so rewarding and it's very much like seeing those light bulb moments for me when we're coaching and I'll just you know, give them a little piece of advice and just seeing her eyes change, her smile, just like those little moments. It has been so amazing and so rewarding. So I think you're going to love it. And I think you're going to be amazing oh, at it. Thank you. I, that's like so exciting to hear. <laughs> and yeah. And I just want, you know, knowing that I came from such a mindset of feeling stuck all the time, I just want to help other women 
get to that yeah. point where they feel excited and strong and like they can grow and change and take charge of their lives in amazing ways. That's perfect. So I will link to all of your stuff so everyone can keep up with everything that you have going on. And thank you so much for coming back on for the second time. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yes. I'm so glad to be here chatting with you and everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.